Hello? Hey boss, uh, how's it going? Uh, what do you, what do you, where are you right now? I'm in the studio. Uh, I got some bad news. Why are you in the studio? Well, it's a long story, but I stepped in to do the regular commercial thing, and, uh, well, there's only, uh, can you come in? I'm on my way there, and I'm, but I'm stuck in traffic. Why, what's going on? Well, okay, so, you were on Relationship, and the episode just came out, and, uh, it made me laugh so hard that I peed myself, and I caught the chair on fire, and smoke filled the studio, and the alarm was going off. By the way, your alarm is very sensitive. You're fucking with me. Nope, I wish I was. Uh, really, really wish I was. But, uh, everything was okay. Everything's okay now. I mean, it's gonna take a while to get the smell out, but... And you need a new chair, but, uh, everything else is just a little... It's a little dingy looking. What's dingy looking? Pretty much everything. Uh, it got a little out of control. Good thing I'm practically made out of asbestos. So I took the chair outside and hosed it down with a water hose. Oh, God, man. No. Really? Yeah. But hey, uh, I was gonna ask you, those, uh, relationship gals, are they single? Um, one of them is, I, I think. I I'm really not sure. Well, it doesn't really matter which one. Uh, give them my digits, will you? No. No, I'm not. Uh, forget it. You have ruined our relationship by catching my studio on fire. I didn't catch your studio on fire. It was a lousy chair, and, you know, I'll clean it up. Don't worry. No, you were not going to clean it up. Get the fuck out of my studio. Correction. Do the commercial and get the fuck out of my studio. Okay, but that's, uh, Relationship Episode 22, right? You and Brennan. Yes. Get out. Okay, uh, I guess anybody listening, uh, go ahead and listen to that episode of Relationship. It's like Relationship, but with a T at the end. Um, I guess I'll do the commercial now. Good, then get the fuck out. Goodbye. Oh, hey, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. How the fuck you doing, kids? Revenge of the World podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Make your custom pin-on-button design a reality. Lone Star Buttons offers your custom pin-on-button in multiple sizes and shapes, and they'll even fashion magnets out of your buttons. Lone Star offers great prices straight out of the early 2000s, and mention Revenge of the World and get some thrown in for free. To get in touch with LoneStarButtons.com, you can go to the website, or you can just straight up email them at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you, and you want to suck in his hairy tits. Good to the last drop. If you want to take part in the show, that being sending in news stories... Friend questions, pro tips, or any other bullshit you want us to know about you or us that we don't know. We want it. We need it. Talk to us. Send an email to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We read everything because we don't give a fuck. Coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World Podcast with your host, Gabriel, that dude Dieter, bitchin' Brennan Birch, and Brenda. Valdivia. Valdivia.
Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World episode 93. I'm your host, Gabe That Dude Dieter. Yes, I gave myself the nickname. Fuck it. I'm here with Bitchin' Brennan Birch and Brenda Valdivia. <laughs> Valdivia? God damn it, I fucked that up. Sorry. What? Okay. Val- Val- Valdivia is your nickname because of the way I say it, but it's actually your name. <laughs> <laughs> that's how low the bar is set on my yeah. my last name we're starting off real dumb on this episode <laughs> don't worry it'll yeah, get better uh, i think all of our brains are just collectively fried right now i think the 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 national iq has dropped a couple points yeah uh, it, it's 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 a defense mechanism i'm, I'm feeling it we're i'm just, feeling just it. dumbing it down <sighs> and uh I listened to last week's episode after it all happened, and I just feel so stupid. <laughs> so I was just like, there's no way! There's no way! Yeah, that and, was tough. Oh, so y'all y'all haven't recorded an no. episode since the election? We, mm-hmm. we were recording during the like the when they were like the counts were just first coming out like oh, we, we finished our episode oh no and then like i went home and laid down on the couch and i was kind of watching the returns or whatever and you know I, I fell asleep for a little bit and i woke up i texted and, you at like 11 something right no uh no i, I like this is like before that like i'd kind of fallen asleep oh. and like woken up a couple times i was like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> and then like i was like, okay okay what? i was like okay well yeah we expected him to take the midwest uh whatever i've kind of passed passed out fell asleep for a little bit and woke up it's like what the fuck is happening as soon as florida came in it was over yeah god fucking florida it's always fucking, fucking florida and that's all my that's all my facebook kept saying <laughs> fucking florida these fucking <laughs> uh, opiate addicted swamp onion people articles <laughs> waiting to happen <laughs> these fuckers who just can't seem to be killed by alligators just walking around we sent all of our meth, all of our heroin down there. We sent bath salts down there. <laughs> Miami wants another Fidel. <laughs> <gasps> Fucking oh, God damn it. Uh, there is so much. There is really so much to go. There is so much blame to go around. There, there is. is so much <laughs> anger. Uh, we, I didn't record on Tuesday. Um, I gave everybody uh, on Mockingbird. I was like, nobody records today. Obviously. Yeah, didn't join the network yet. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but I I was like, just go. You watch wanted the recordings on Wednesday, yeah, the day after the reaction. Well, it's more like just making sure people go vote, right? And you know, and it's and elections are so exhausting mm-hmm. that I was like, come or come hell or high water, everybody needs a break tonight. Um, <clears throat> And um, around six o'clock, I remember distinctly remember getting a queasy feeling <laughs> because um, I suddenly remembered the word cuckold coming up uh-huh. and how men started calling each other cuckold. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, very suddenly this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was very Cuck. strange. Cuck. Cuck. Yeah. Cuckold. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, a man being fucked around by a woman, mm-hmm. uh, more or less like a beta man, a, a weakling. And mm-hmm. I was like. <laughs> That's such a push for being a man's man and being super manly. And I remember seeing a couple of posts by people who I could never get them to agree with anything I've ever said, but who've always been democratic, uh, more or less. And they were posting very cryptic things. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I've been in the bubble too long. (laughs) I've been in the bubble because I got out of politics four years ago 
And happily, because politics is a nightmare hellscape, no matter what side you're on. Right. Um, but I, I Isn't got... Isn't it fun to watch, though? I got... Yeah, it's fun <laughs> to watch, though. And uh, around 7, 8 o'clock, I was like, oh, shit, we're going to lose. Because all the states that kept coming back, she wasn't destroying, you know. Even when people weren't thrilled with Obama in the last election, he was still gaining 65, 70%. And the states that she was winning was... 55, 60%. So I'm thinking if she's winning by that narrow of a margin on the states she's winning, she's going to lose by that narrow of a margin Mm -hmm. on all these other states. And lo and behold, that's what happened because Ohio has no personality. (laughs) They don't know what the fuck they want. And Florida, they just, they're, I don't, I don't know what Florida's deal is. You can't trust them. You can't, can't trust, trust Florida. No one from Florida. Pennsylvania, too. Pennsylvania didn't yeah. did know. And it's so strange because the, you can go an entire election and it, it all it does is come to these three states that are so populated that they dictate the rest of the country and they have no identity. They have their pride in themselves is so wishy-washy that you just don't know what they're going to do, which hmm. is so insulting to all of us. And oddly enough, we wound up with a candidate where you have no idea what he's going to do. Oh, yeah. No one has a fucking clue Ruth what's going to happen. Ruth Bader Ginsburg better live for an eternity. Oh, my God. I'm sending her vitamins. <laughs> She's getting slankets, foot rubs, whatever she needs to stay in the game. She's she's going she's gonna to live forever. <laughs> she just needs to make it four more. Possibly nine. Oh. Possibly nine? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. we, we want a year of carryover. <laughs> Oh my god, that's horrifying. They control the executive, the legislative, they, they control everything. They just, they control all branches of the government. Every, every branch, oh god, oh god. Britain's in shock. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shall we move on? <laughs> god. We did a recording on Wednesday right after uh-huh. a show called, surprisingly, Ruined Hopes. Right. And, and it was it was essentially this conversation, but a lot more. A lot more of it because we were just well wednesday i went into work and i was i felt like i was in a surreal environment state of mind yeah like i couldn't i couldn't drink hot coffee and and make sure that it was hot you know <laughs> that's how fucked my brain was <laughs> like you didn't even do the test that you just went glug <laughs> maybe the burning will wake me up like <laughs> i just want to smell something is anything my, is my car gonna break gravity and just float into space it reminded me of like real. Am I on hallucinogens? It just it, it, it reminded me of like you know around two p.m. on nine eleven. You know, yes, yeah, when it was exactly. just like what the the f- stock market agrees. With I was me. yes, <laughs> I was very uneasy. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, next. Yeah, like like your your genuine. I mean, just your general basis of what the world is is just like oh look, those rocks are floating now. <laughs> and and <laughs> half like, the com- half the country feels that way right now. Yeah. People are crying at their crazy. desks, crying at their car. Like I started driving, and I just, I just burst into tears, and I couldn't control it. It was like, oh, okay, I am having feelings. <laughs> no, and then I just burst into tears. The, the thing that terrified me the most, and this was like, I feel like this is how a lot of the country feels right now. Like too much of the country feels is, you know, I, I work in an oil and gas job, so a lot of it's, it is, you know, predominantly. Republicans mm-hmm. just doesn't matter who it is. Republican voting for it if there's an R next to it, and I, I, there's like this one guy. This is like bigger dude. That is an old man. 
been working that job forever, been sitting at that desk forever. All he ever talks about is politics, this politics, that. Mm -hmm. And I just remember walking in and like, you know, sitting down at my desk and I just hear him say, well, I have no idea what Donald Trump's going to do, but I'm glad he's in there. And I feel like that's what a lot of people feel, you know, like they didn't know what he was going to do. They didn't care what he was going to do, but he was not Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That's all he had. Every, every Republican I talked to, that was their feeling that they were as many people's votes for Hillary were against Donald Trump. Mm. Many people's votes for Donald Trump were for against Hillary. It right. just blows my mind. He has no idea what the job entails. He has absolutely no experience. He's a failed businessman in so many aspects. He molests his daughter. Like he's <laughs> just like how what he what sues kind Brenda of Valdivia? <laughs> <laughs> what barometer do you have to have? And I think that's what I think that's what people don't seem to understand. Like, if you're a person who's never dealt with discrimination and you, you've you never had to worry about being deported, you've never had to worry about um, your qualifications being rubbed out because you're a woman or you're a person of color, if you've never experienced that treatment or that language, it's hard to really grasp that. And I think a lot of republicans i don't think they're racist i don't think they're sexist right um but it doesn't matter because for a lot of us it feels like our suffering our potential suffering and the consequences that we're gonna have to live with like losing our health insurance being deported having rocks thrown at us being put on a terrorist watch watch list just because of our religion um, being shoved to the ground because we're a woman and we're told to shut up. Like, none of this seems to be enough. And that's what's so painful. Not not so much that people have a stand uh, pro against... I'd rather talk to a racist and say, okay, well, you just hate me because I'm Latino, um, so fuck off. But I can't talk to somebody who has no who has who has total apathy towards it that they're like yeah but i don't like clinton it's like yeah but i I don't i don't like getting the shit kicked out of me and told to go back to mexico well uh, the the stakes are much higher in my day-to-day life because it doesn't matter that he's in the white house like he's symbolic he's a guy i get it he's a guy he's not satan he sucks but he's not satan Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't matter because for the past year, he's been using this language against us as Latinos and us as women and us as <clears throat> people of color and gays and just scapegoating us for an entire year. And the number, not the number of KKK members, the number of KKK groups have doubled. That means their membership has skyrocketed. And now they're out publicly. Mm-hmm. And... I remember when I went to Mexico to bury my grandfather, people kept talking to me about Donald Trump. They're like, what is this guy? Why? What is he? Like, they didn't know what to make of him. And I would explain it to them. And they would look so worried for us, which is such a weird feeling mm-hmm. to yeah. sit around in the country that's more or less in a civil war. And they're like, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're in trouble. Because if other countries are worried for us, that's not a good sign. Right. I mean, it's not like they're hopeful 
against him or or for him, they're genuinely concerned for us. That's that's telling because they've already experienced upheaval and civil wars. They've already lived through it. You know, having a another uh, American figurehead that can either bring more war or less war. I mean, they've already lived through it. But us, we're not we're not so prepared for it anymore. I don't know that it's going to get to that point. <laughs> I mean, we've we've been a divided country for the past four elections. He's already appointed um, his transition group has already appointed some uh, people who have started white supremacy groups. I and mean, we're not talking like vague instances down the line. It's already happening. He's already had his the vice president has endorsed conversion camps for um, gay um, Americans. He has cut HIV funding in his own state and HIV cases skyrocketed because he took all that money. And I believe he put it into um, abstinence only education, which every nurse and doctor on the planet told him, don't do this. He's killed people just from his own inactions. We talk about politics in this kind of tempered way, but the United States has been fortunate enough in the past 40, 50 years that even though we've had civil disobedience and all that, it's more or less state even. But now we have a real chance of swinging very violently in one direction or, or another. I What shocks me isn't that he was elected. What shocks me is is the realization that we have a long, long way to go. And it's exhausting. I'm already tired. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm i afraid. I'm afraid for my friends. I'm afraid for my family. Um, I'm afraid for me. And it's unless you're a person who's never experienced that, which I, I dream of being that type of person, but I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Um, because it doesn't matter that Trump got elected. I'm even if Clinton got elected, I, I still think I would feel the same way just because it's so out in the open now and there's nothing left to do but fight it. So here we go. I feel like there should be like a roller coaster at this point and we just raise my hands up. <laughs> I just can't see people taking up arms though. It's already happened. Portland, Oregon, they had riots. Yeah. White people were rioting. That's a weird. <laughs> That's a weird feeling to see a bunch of hippies riding in the streets. That hasn't happened since the 60s. There's been a lot of blame towards uh, Move On. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't think I have. People are blaming George Soros for uh, (laughs) inciting uh, just these riots, these protests that turn into riots. And I don't don't believe it. I don't don't, feel bad about riots. uh, The riot is a failed revolution. But the fact that George Soros is supposed to be taking responsibility for anything bad that happens because people are mad, it <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. That's true. I, I wonder if, like, George Soros has a Google alert for himself. To where just, like, every time anything weird happens in the world, like, his phone just freaks the fuck out. And this is, this is, uh, this is coming from RT, which I read all the time because it, it's, uh. it's a very interesting point of perspective because it's it's propaganda but it's not the kind of propaganda that you normally see in america that's true uh, russian state television right (laughs) think of 50 i think almost half of all americans get their news through social media Mm -hmm. 
and Facebook. That's terrifying. Um, yeah, it is terrifying because people click on the news sources they like. They don't click on the news. It's every, it's what they want to hear. And then in the comments section, they get to read all the comments that reinforce what they like. Mm. And Facebook, and it's not a knock against Facebook because Facebook exists to do one thing, to keep you on Facebook. It mm-hmm. gives you the information you want to read to make you come back and keep using Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's the price to hit they, refresh. Yeah, to hit refresh. That's why you see all these like videos of bunnies and cats and shit. I love a, it. Because you love it. Yeah, Everybody loves it. Nobody can argue with a bunny wearing a hat. You can't do it. Um, so uh, I have all my shit uh, pre-programmed to get bunnies and George Soros funded. <laughs> but yeah, that's so, you know, people stay with this. And John Oliver just talked about it that um, they found, I think that he said about 40 percent of all right leaning news is fake. Right. It's not real. But on the other side, you know, we have 20%. It's still a huge chunk. That's still too much bullshit. It's way too <laughs> much bullshit, but it keeps being fed and retweeted. And since it's popular, it keeps reappearing on your feed. And it looks like reality. That's what I mean by the bubble. Because yeah. when I was in politics, I made it a point to not get my news on Facebook. Because I was a part of so many different organizations that I would get the same news over and over again. And... um. They would always use like hyperbolic, the world is going to end and like this person destroyed this. I always hate that fucking phrase. They destroyed so and so with this savage comment. It's like, no, they just said they, they made a point. They, they made a point. So yeah. they started the clickbait craze. Yeah. Well, everybody is a part of it. Yeah. Mm. But I wish I was. I left the <laughs> I bubble. I, I think I'm going to go back to reading that. newspapers now because mm-hmm. newspapers don't click. They're They're too poor to. Yeah. Get their shit together. <laughs> They're too poor to get their shit together. There's no pop-ups. There's no fake articles that, that are ads that are made to look like real articles. I mean, it's just yeah. it's exhausting. So, in my small talk notes, I have written, Fear the White Devil, slash, <laughs> I love Gentiles. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, uh, let's unpack that. This is, this, no, this is just a, a reminder for me to talk about uh, my trip back from Austin this, this Saturday. Uh, I went to... <laughs> what the fuck did you do in Austin? <laughs> give, me, give me a minute, man. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, so, okay. Trump was elected. We, uh, we went to Austin for a little bit of fun. And uh, we came back and we stopped by the original Lupe Tortilla. Lupe Tortilla. Oh, sweet. In the energy uh, corridor. And uh, I'm with my fiance, Jessica Martinez. Your lady love. My, my brown little woman. And uh, <laughs> this uh, white guy in a sports car comes zooming into the parking lot and almost kills us. Literally, we almost die. Uh, like they do out that way. So, Brennan, I'm going to try not to make too much eye contact with you since you're <laughs> pink of, of skin. Uh, <laughs> no, no offense. You got them no rosy offense, undertones. Bro, but, uh, okay. Okay. You're clearly an autumn. So, that gets me <laughs> it's okay. we run immediately right pissed off. Like, I'm, I'm in a bad mood because they almost killed, you know, somebody I lo- at the top of my love list. Uh, almost dies. So anyway, we go in, we get seated. It was a long trip. I got to go to the bathroom and wash up and stuff. Uh, 
So on my way to the bathroom, there's this old white lady and <laughs> I'm trying to get down the aisle and I pass her. I, I'm, I'm halfway past her table and she takes a step into the aisle and she doesn't move. She's holding a baby, but she pretends to ignore me and goes about her business. So I'm like, I have to stop and back up. Do I shove a baby? <laughs> I have to. I made the call. I had to stop, <laughs> back up, and let her come towards me to get around her own table. And in doing so, I back into the waiter that's holding a tray full of food. Oh, uh, no. He's like, I'm behind you. And like, you know, nothing, he, nothing happened, but it pissed me off. Yeah. Because this lady's so inconsiderate. Uh... Maybe because she's white, I don't know. I'm just yeah, kidding. now, now no, there's a now, weird feeling too, right? Like all weird, of a sudden, and I, you know, I don't know how Hispanic I look. I'm half. I don't know, but to white people, it seems like I look like a big Mexican dot guy. Yeah, I thought you're a big Mexican. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, it's like my people. What's up? Uh, you're big Mexican. <laughs> so I go in, go to the bathroom. I'm pissed. I do my business, but whatever. Uh, I'm, I, I get in line to wash my hands. There's a Hispanic gentleman with his uh, son and little baby daughter. They're washing their hands. So I wait. There's an old man, white guy, white guy, <laughs> uh, pissing in the urinal next to the sink. Uh, the son finishes washing his hands, and the old man just takes a step to the right and cuts in front of these people to wash his hands. I see this, and, you know, this this dad doesn't want any problems. He just takes his kids and walks out. Uh, so I'm standing there. I'm like, I, did I just see what I thought I saw? Is this old bastard, like, really a pe- such a piece of shit that he would cut in front of this family and, and wash his hands? Anyway, I don't know. They could have been done washing yeah, their that's hands. The, that's the other thing. Like, now, now I don't know. I think this whole thing has made me racist towards white people. It's a weird feeling because now it's like, are you, are you just kind of a dick in general or is it me? There there is, I have noticed like a new era of entitlement. Like they're like, America's finally great again. Nothing's happened. (laughs) That I know. I know. Some chick (laughs) used the N word. Did, did our person tell you that story? No, no. Our, our connected person. No. Uh, she was at work. Somebody used the N word to describe uh, Obama, and this was at work. I mean, like, they're on the clock. Like she's been saving that one. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I think it's. I think what. I think it's really emboldened racist it has. people. It definitely has. It's revenge for having a, a black president. I mean, this. I've been waiting for this since for eight years now. I. I, I remember when he was inaugurated. I started crying, not because I was like, this person is a savior, but because I had a mixed feeling of, I can't believe I'm watching this, and I'm so scared for him. How long is it going to last? How long is this going to last? And I remember remember hearing from my white friends um, their frustration that he's not doing more. Like, the changes aren't as fast Mm -hmm. as possible. And I remember having conversation with my friends... uh, that are people of color and we're all like yeah he's just trying not to get shot like the first if he survives the first two years it's a miracle and i was i was actually you could say the same for trump i'm curious to see Mm. what what happens because everything is so 
I think we're reaching so many extremes. And that's what happens when you get your news source from such a filtered and loud source with in such a huge echo chamber that keeps validating the worst opinions you have about the other side you're gonna have extremeness that's how this happens a lot of people have this idea that terrorist groups and hate groups that they're formed suddenly like you're just like oh i had this bad experience with a negro and now i hate all negroes but no it's it's more like simple conditioning time after time it's normalizing your extreme thoughts and your extreme behavior and then you don't realize how messed up it is i mean i have never made this comparison to any president it used to make me furious when people made this comparison to bush because as much as i didn't like bush and i do not like bush i never felt that he was this but i can i now see how the nazi party started because it's not for the majority of people who voted for Hitler and people who joined the Nationalist Socialist Party, it wasn't to destroy the Jew or to blame the foreigner. They just wanted to get control of their country back. They wanted to fix their economy because Germany was in shambles back then. Right. Now, our country is in nowhere that extreme. See, I'm glad you're taking the historical perspective of it, because I thought you were going to go for the obvious thing that, that Trump is Hitler, because <sighs> I don't see the, Hitler the parallels. Won. Well, if you take a look at his speeches, they're largely inflammatory, blaming the Jew, blaming the foreigner, blaming the cripple. For, You're talking about Hitler, right? Yes. Okay. For for taking up resources, valuable resources that should be going to healthy Germans. I mean, yeah, people remember the Holocaust in terms of, of six million Jews killed. But for up until that point, when the concentration camps and the ghettos all happening, the first steps were telling people not to support these businesses, saying don't trust your neighbor, saying... Um, they're not there for you. They're taking away your resources. They're ruining Germany. It, you don't go from zero to death camps overnight. It takes years and simple conditioning. And by the way, this is still less than 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. This isn't a new language for me. This And that's what boggles my mind more than anything else. Not so much that people are angry about the comparison, but that... People don't believe that comparison can ever be made again because we clearly see it in other countries. We clearly see extremism coming out in different countries for pretty much what boils down to the same reason. They feel like they're not empowered and they have lack of resources. I'm not mad at Republicans. I'm really not. Except for one thing. They don't seem to understand that... The transition isn't literally overnight. It's such a gradual change. I feel like what really changed the day, the day that really got me, the day that I was genuinely afraid wasn't last Tuesday. It was the Republican primary. Because if you look at the footage, the raw footage, the mood is so angry and so afraid. I mean, they're so afraid of us. That's the... That's the worst part. Nobody ever thinks they're the bad guy. They're afraid of who? Of us. The left or? They're afraid of the minorities. left. They're afraid of minorities. They're afraid of their 
um, their taxes going up. They're afraid they're going to lose their businesses. They're afraid they're going to lose their industries. And a, a lot of these fears are valid. Mm-hmm. They're, they have all these new neighbors coming in. And they don't understand their culture and tradition. And for some people, they're not assif- assimilating quickly enough. Sometimes fight breaks out because language barriers can't be reached. These are genuine fears. All this stuff is, is genuine. I don't think more than they hate us, I think they're afraid of us. And that's what worries me. Because they're not making these moves to win. They're making these moves because they think they have no other choice. Because we've we've accidentally created a economy of news and information that tells them there is no other choice. And now we're here. Now we're here and we're left making extreme choices, both the left and the right. Did you read Michael Moore's position on uh, the election? I try not to. <laughs> Michael Moore makes me tired. (laughs) There's so many things in this election that have made me tired. The the explanation he gave for the the battleground states going to Trump were because traditionally Democrat voters have been screwed over for their jobs, their manufacturing jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this was a protest vote more than anything. Mm -hmm. More than... And I think the, the racist... Uh, elements of Trump voters are the minority, but they're also the most active. Yeah, you have vocal. They're the most vocal. Well, you also have the Tea Party, who is very racist and very active and very vocal, and they were nickeled and dimed to death by the Republican Party. Yeah. Um. But if you'll remember, that's why you don't hear them anymore. Right. That's why they're all gone. Mm-hmm. Because we that the last time you were here. Yeah. So now they're active and they're back, and they know how to win elections. Um, and I'm kind of half and half on all that because the Republican Party, if you're a registered Republican, you had plenty of people to choose from and you still voted for Trump. That's true. I mean, it's not like he appeared overnight. But it's not like, it's not like, they, they ran too many people. Maybe. It's not like. It was spread very thin. I think they it had was like eight. spread very, very, 16. 16 at some 16. point. 16. Oh, God. Uh. That's barely legal in like WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting super serial. <laughs> Let's not get bogged down in this because we haven't even touched on the news yet. Oh uh, God, okay. I just wanted to uh, shout out Austin Toy Museum. I went there Saturday, Ooh. and uh, it was so much fun. I mean, there uh, we actually snuck in by accident because we didn't see the sign saying that we had to pay nine dollars to get in. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. They had so much stuff from uh both our childhoods me and jess uh and uh it was really enjoyable so shout out to them what was the favorite what was the favorite you're like oh my god they had they had, they had eternia from the masters of the universe yeah the eternia place that i'd never seen it in person yeah uh the, wow each each section of toys is is cordoned off by glass mm. and uh I mean, there was there was the whole line of He-Man figures in this <laughs> box, and uh, everything was done in some kind of you know action scene. Yeah. Like they actually set it's like up like a diorama. Kinda. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's oh my amazing! God. It was nuts. Uh, so they had the Eternia playset, and I couldn't. All I did was just stand there and look at it. I was like, <laughs> just I have wet. never, I've never <laughs> seen this. It was crazy. Did you uh, always want one as a kid? Was it one of? I the... didn't know about it as a kid. Oh. I mean, this is as an adult collector. I mean, yeah. I was just 
dumbfounded. I always yeah. wanted Crossfire just because of the theme song. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they had all had those that. games uh at that place too. They had so much cool shit. I, I recommend it to anybody that's into either toys or nostalgia. My thing was that G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. They had that. Oh the USS God. flag. Oh. They had it. And um, a friend of mine who made an entire Millennium Falcon out of Legos when he was a kid. Uh-huh. Oh. Massive. Before the, the Lego. Yeah. Oh, he got him on the front page of Reddit. Because he's like, oh yeah, here's a photo. And it's just him holding this <laughs> gigantic Millennium Falcon. And it's like, he's like six foot tall. And it was like half his height. Oh my god. Man. That's crazy. So yeah, if you're in Austin, check it out. It's a good time. Um, also, I went to dinner last night and I sat down, paid no attention to the people around me, but I heard the people behind me talking about uh, ancient religions and ancient uh, civilizations. Yeah, and it was the most hilarious conversation because I'm I, I I don't study it, but if it's if it's there to listen to on a podcast, I'll listen to it, and it's really interesting. I'm a fan of Graham Hancock and all that shit, but uh, to hear these guys talk about religion that they have a very cursory knowledge of. I think it's all about Satan. And they talked for <laughs> at least an hour about it, about ancient Egypt, and and they they just they were coming off they were coming up with stuff off the top of their heads. And it made absolutely no sense. <laughs> and uh, as I was leaving, I turned around and looked at them. I swear to God, they both looked like Ken Bone. <laughs> yes. It was crazy. I th- if it's not a podcast, it should be, where people just take a subject they know nothing about, and then they just kind of <laughs> guess their way through it. <laughs> God. Uh, what else? Um, Zine Fest is next Saturday. Yes. This coming Saturday. Yes. Uh, Micro Satan is has a table, and I'm a big fan of their their comedy. They do amazing sketch shows. So I'm really excited to go see their stuff. That's Connor Clifton's. Yeah, that's table. Connor Clifton, Ned Gale, Billy Trim, bunch of other amazing people. They're not all gonna fit at that table. <laughs> no, no. I think they just uh, gave to the zine, and the rest will just wander around and spend the money, whatever money they make. Awesome. I just got our paper stock today for me and Brendan's stuff. Oh, sweet. And uh, being an artist, I'm a people watcher. I like to observe and, and just wonder what these people's lives are outside of the circumstances that I see them in. I could not peg these pe- paper people. Like, I have no <laughs> idea. Like, they were so, they were so blank. <laughs> And that's that's a shitty joke I just came up with, but it's like khaki uh, pants and a polo shirt of indiscriminate color. Yes, yes, exactly. The guy had a mustache, uh, very clean cut hair. Um, not the most friendly person, but he answered your questions and he was to the point. Like I don't, I couldn't pin it down. I could not pin this guy down. Wow. And me and my friend Laura Helmers, we. Uh, just started doing a shoot off joke where we describe the most boring man we would ever date and it's like has a guitar but never learned to play it <laughs> favorite food is spaghetti <laughs> just like, you know, like there's just some people out there whose life is just uh, beige just, yeah right down the middle just right down the middle olive garden is going out <laughs> red lobster is a great night out you yeah. know wow. it's just like well, you're really shooting for that middle ground. 
We're gonna go bowling and eat sea roaches. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> uh, anybody got anything bowling, else they want to touch on? <laughs> Guys, come on. Uh, no, I think I ranted enough about the death of the American dream. Already. Yeah. Um, I do have news if you want. Anything. Yeah. Let's. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm-mm. Brennan, anything? All right. Here we go. News. <laughs> Feel free to let me answer. All right. (laughs) Go ahead. It's fine. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay, Trump presidency. I need pros and cons. Should I leave? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been. Looking, I got a pro. I've been looking so hard. I've found like. I mean, I. I guess it's not the worst thing that he's against TPP. That's a pro. I would. I would think that's, so. That's that's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, I think our country could do with a little less globalism as far as the economy goes. if it turns out aliens are real i bet he would let us know oh my god i think that was the whole reason uh, hillary wanted to get elected to meet them <laughs> to announce them <laughs> uh the pro that i thought of was this is going to do wonders for counterculture and underground culture if there is such a thing anymore you think you think we're going to get a i think gonna, you think we're going to get a dead kennedys out of this Man, if this doesn't do it, then what will? <laughs> then what will make America great again? What's <laughs> gonna do it? I mean, I mean okay, I Ronald just... Reagan did that to the eighties. What is Trump gonna bring that's cool? Well, so far, all we've got is fucking Joe Biden memes. That's <laughs> oh, true. Although I, I, would I hope totally it does hook up with Joe Biden. <laughs> I would. That dude is handsome as hell, and he looks like he has fun. Okay. Right. Yeah. Stand by it. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Moving on. <laughs> but but I mean, what what I'm afraid is going to happen is, like, okay, you know, obviously in the 80s, the internet did not exist, so mm-hmm. people had to lash out in the world. I'm afraid this that you know any antagonistic action is just going to be people on the internet. No, that's what I'm I don't afraid. See of. that happening. I think music and papers papers going to come back. I, yeah, I mean, I, I I know I personally right now kind of hate the internet (laughs) yeah um yeah if somebody wants to get together and create a three-page pamphlet to hand out at the park i'm game i'm totally down to do that (laughs) i mean hacky sack makes a resurgence hacky sack never went away (laughs) Uh, i don't know if it ever came around really (laughs) it's just a cat toy for hippies Okay, so cons, uh... First Virtually thing. everything. Wait, wait, I got one more pro. Oh, okay. I don't think we'll be going to war with Russia. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we're going to be going to war with Russia, just not in the way that we planned. Okay. We're going to be going to war with, with Russia. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! It's always semantics with you. Uh, okay, um, cons, I think we already covered that. See you for next half of episode. <laughs> Next news topic. Uh, 2016 is set to be the hottest year on record. Did you guys know this? Until 2017. <laughs> so it's dropping a fierce mixtape set? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Man, fuck 2016. Where's the light show? Yeah. 
fuck this Seriously. year. It's taking some of our best celebrities. Fucking Leonard I keep, Cohen. I keep thinking Ugh. Alan Rickman is oh, going to yeah, come out. I forgot nope. about that. <laughs> I forgot to bring that into the news. Ugh, no. Yeah, Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Cohen. He was 82. Come on. He, yes, he was He was 82, <laughs> but, you know, it was just like one more gut punch. Just one more, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like the next day. It was you a know? combination. Yeah, I mean, it, it's already been a terrible year. with just, just in that respect, you know, just artists that we respect dying. And then just right after fucking piece of shit got elected. Just one more thing. Maybe his heart broke. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> Leonard Cohen's heart's been broken since the 60s. <laughs> I mean... <Yeah. laughs> sure. uh, so, going off of this story, uh, I think Leo DiCaprio is to climate change as Tom Cruise is to Scientology. Because <laughs> every, like, every climate change uh, story, like, once a month, yeah. DiCaprio's in the fucking picture. Well, good, because Al Gore hasn't been working out. That's uh, poor Al. Has Al like? Can you imagine the conversation between him and Hillary Clinton? That was my first thought because she won the popular vote, mm-hmm. and I always just picture that every he everybody clears out the room, people whisper, and then they leave the room, and then the door closes, and Hillary turns around, and it's just Al, and he goes shh, 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 shh. holding a single white rose, <laughs> <laughs> and he just holds her, and they both cry. They both just <laughs> cry because fucking Florida. <laughs> oh man uh next story uh 20 me 23 and me have you heard of this company uh they have collected 1.2 million dna samples and found hundreds of genetic links such as freckles sneezing hair loss dislike for cilantro <laughs> asparagus smelling pee asthma motion sickness age of puberty sleep habits parkinson's cancer and more you think that cancer and Parkinson's would be higher on that list? Well, yeah, above cilantro and you know, wrote, asparagus wrote, smelling pee? I wrote the list, so... <laughs> Which, by the way, I thought just asparagus just made your pee smell. I didn't think that it was like a genetic thing. Or does your pee smell like asparagus in general? Mine does. I don't know about you guys. No. <laughs> I'm just uh, my pee mostly smells like coffee. But they, they also... Uh, was depression in this? No, I forgot to write it down. Probably. Um, they did find a genetic... The The whole story was brought about because they pinpointed a genetic link to depression. Hmm. And... I can see that. I mean, 1.2 yeah. million subjects is a... It, it's a huge study. Nothing like that's ever been done before. Yeah. And it and I think they were... They started out as a service to uh, find people's relatives. Like an Ancestry.com? Yeah, an Ancestry type thing. Huh. Yeah. So... I always wanted to take one of those to find out what my genetic heritage is. It feels really interesting to do. Yeah. I wonder if the people that like signed on for that service also signed off on this data collection and what they were going to do with it. I think so. Yeah. Like they were like, okay with there this. was a whole, uh, I mean, you had to fill out a whole questionnaire about whether you liked cilantro or not. So. <laughs> well, no, I mean like, if, Oh, like, well, never mind. I, I can't, I can't even think. I can't even think. Oh my God. Uh, just one more. Safety pins. What the fuck? Or social justice warrior bullshit? Hmm. Hmm. Eh, I think that's my answer. Yeah. Uh, um. I. I. I say. If you're not doing the rest, if you're not going to yeah. rallies and like writing your congressman and standing up for people, don't fucking wear the safety pin. I. I would rather see someone wearing like a blue belt in jujitsu than a safety pin. <laughs> but. <laughs> Just down the street. I, I'm serious, man. I'm I, I 
you know, right after all this happened, the first thing I said was, okay, we all need to get in jujitsu classes tomorrow. Dude, I did the same thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I did the same thing. After this whole yeah. fucking white people doing the shit yeah. Saturday, I was like, I need to take jujitsu and lo- learn Muay Thai like Steve like, Wigington. Yeah, seriously. We need, like, <laughs> I need to become a killing machine. We need to learn to grapple. Just we, grapple. We need to find somebody that knows how to do that. That Steve, would be willing to like teach a seminar like in the Steve, park on a Saturday for free. Signal. You know? I want to smother people under my weight. Like <laughs> like the way that they do Oh my god. Well, just say shh 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 sleep. <laughs> just sing the song from the jungle book that the snake sings. <laughs> Alright, Brennan. Let's uh, get some Frank I, questions. Wait, wait, wait. I oh you get, got one. You I got do one. get one and it made me laugh so hard, and that's the only reason I want to read it. <clears throat> I love digging, says 89-year-old man who digs his own grave. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's perfect. He's got the right idea. Subtitle, the grandchildren will know that their grandfather dug his own grave with his own backhoe. I hope he has enough time to not let that fill with rainwater, because <laughs> it's going to be messy. No matter what they wanted, Doug, I could do it. He's 89 years old. His name is Jimmy... I swear to God, his name is Jimmy Kickham. <laughs> <laughs> because of course it is. <laughs> he has his own construction company. He's been digging trenches from sewer mains to underground utility wires. Um, I think what's more amazing is that he knows that his grave is going to be so legit that even when he... Like, there's no guarantee when he's going to die. Because he's 90. He just celebrated his 90th birthday. But he's in good health. So, out, somewhere out there, it's just a grave... That is in such good condition that he's just ready for it. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. He even made his own pine box. With his bare hands? (laughs) At 90? (laughs) You bastard, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) You just want to collect on that life insurance. (laughs) Oh, there'll be a lot of uh, remarks about me and about it, but they're not talking to me. They're talking to somebody else. To each his own. And me. Yeah. I like this Jimmy K. Cam. What are we talking about now? She's reading Reddit <laughs> comments now. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's the, his, he's quoting. He's like, I, whatever people are saying, they're saying it to each other. They're not saying it to me. Huh. Old Jimmy huh. Kickham. Good for you, Jimmy. Kick the bucket, kick the Jimmy. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> kick the Jimmy? Whoa, what? <laughs> Alrighty. Let's go to some friend questions. to take a phone call no if you don't need a break yet you're gonna want one after this question uh thomas on dieter asks, <sighs> god damn it <laughs> how do you think hillary pussy feels um all right i'm gonna break this down for you real quick <laughs> let's get something fucking for all straight. you virgins out there <laughs> listen up for all you men dying alone out there <laughs> Grabbing an imaginary pussy does not make you a man. Talking about grabbing an imaginary pussy does not make you more likable. It does not make you edgy. It does not make you cool. I've seen and told more dead baby jokes by the time I was 15 years old before you even knew what the concept of a pussy was. Bring it. Final answer? Final answer. (laughs) (laughs) Brendan, you got one? You got got this answer? Uh, I'm going to say a velvety change purse. (laughs) <laughs> leave it at that. i'm not even gonna dignify this for the answer because <laughs> and do account for age when you open it up a fly flies out of it 
Uh, you got one, Brennan? Um, I'm trying to find it, but my internet does not work in your okay, house. Okay, Mike Juarez asks... Oh, he just commented, damn, to Thomas Son's question. What did he uh, say? He said, damn, <laughs> after that comment. Uh, Mike Juarez also asks, physicists believe they've discovered a way that metallic hydrogen can remain stable at STP. How will this potentially change the technological and economical landscape, say, 20 years from now? What's STP again? Um, good question. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just going to stop this right now. Because Mike Juarez actually asked me another question today. That's the question I was looking for. And it was another really complicated science question. And you know what? I think Mike Juarez is trying to get us to do his homework. That's what's happening here. Is he a chemical engineer? He's, he's, study, he's studying chemical engineering. I know God that person. Damn it, Mike. I think that fucker. <laughs> I think he doesn't know the answers, and I think he thinks he's going to get answers out of I'll us. I'll tell you what, Mike. If you tell us what really happened on 9-11, I'll start... <laughs> Tell you about your STP. <laughs> does what? <laughs> what temperature does steel weaken, Mike? <laughs> I know what temperature. What's the difference out. between temperature and heat, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> and what about the red thermite? <laughs> Who can account with the molten steel in the basement? Building seven. <laughs> <sighs> Let's move on. Sorry, Mike. We're not. We're not uh, capable. Um, Zachary Robinson asks, "What would you do? What would you get in shape for?" Zachary, this. I'm already in shape. <laughs> it's called pear shape. <laughs> oh my god! What would I? It's not for love. I know that for sure. I would get in shape for jujitsu and muay thai. And that's yeah, it. yeah, that's. I think until I've reached, my joints fall apart. <laughs> I've reached an age where I just no longer give a fuck. I just figure this body is a vessel that carries my brain around and as long as i can bend over to pick up objects for said brain i don't care i shoveled some dirt today and my head almost exploded <laughs> <laughs> was it your own grave <laughs> <sighs> might have been the start of it uh brennan you got anything uh i don't know i, I skateboarded to the store last night and i almost fucking died oh, so <laughs> we're all doing great gotta yeah. stretch those hammies bro man I'm, uh, yeah we, we, we are not prepared for the coming race war uh, <laughs> i mean i am with not my that haircut you, but, not that you have you anything know. to worry about fucking... anyway uh get one of those fake barbie masks from the 80s oh god <laughs> put it on and walk around <laughs> Trying to get my tongue caught in the mouth hole. Uh, Robert Mullins asks, "When did wearing blue jeans become uncool?" Did it ever? Did it? I mean, I, I think maybe is he talking about like dad jeans? Like I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't specific enough. So I'm just. Gonna... I think you're just wearing crappy jeans because they've never become uncool. I think you're just not wearing the right jeans. You gotta, you gotta find the right cut for your. Figure, you gotta move man. on from those rustlers, man. Oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> Maybe he's thinking of those stretch jeans, the stretch pants, the yeah. denim stretch pants. Yes, oh. and uh, you can do Muay Thai. Yeah, kicks <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. There's those, those those Chuck Norris Wranglers they're, from they're, the seventies. The, yeah. the, the, the gusset jeans, diamond gusset oh, jeans. Diamond gusset. Just limit the amount of cargo shorts you wear, and that's <sighs> all we can ask. Oh, the silence here is telling. I wear nothing but cargo shorts. <laughs> Oh my well, god. <laughs> okay, these aren't cargo shorts. Those are jorts. They're fanny packs as pants, man. They're great. <laughs> jorts. <laughs> Gotta keep my my wallet and my concealed weapon and Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Extra batteries and my giant keychain. <laughs> my now and later chain. My chain wallet. Your chain wallet. Uh that's it for friend questions. Brennan, 
You got a uh, murder mayhem for us? Uh, it's something like that. Here we go. Hold on. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is not like a normal murder and mayhem. Uh, this is a tinfoil. This is murder this is really more of a. This is this is a, a tinfoil tie-in. Ooh, that's that's, a, that's slick, man. Yeah, I don't know okay. how your song's gonna fit in there, but yeah, we're just gonna put it in. So what? Um. Okay. So like, I, I've been just racking my brain. Brennan came to my house, fired the fuck up. Yeah. I open the door. He's got a crazy look on his face, and he says, "I cracked it, man. I cracked it." Literally, this was the conversation that we had. So he comes in, and we change the subject immediately. Yeah, because we did, we went, we're saving it for this. But I've just been I've been trying to wrap my head around Trump's rise. I can't I I, I just I can't figure it out. I mean, he, he's this loud mouth. You or know, as Southern history books will say, "The rise of Donald Trump." Rise of Donald Trump. Well. I, I just, I've been, because I, I mean, whenever you look at it on paper, it just doesn't make sense. He's this, you know, loudmouth New York guy, a New York, New York rich guy. And, you know, he's just saying crazy things and, you know, just getting people riled up over insanity. And he says he's going to come in. He's going to, he's this Washington outsider. And that's his big, you know, that's his big selling pitch. You know, that's the thing that, you know, people are supposed to like about him. He's an outsider. So first thing he does is he picks Mike Pence to be his running mate. You know, it's this you know, down the middle conservative guy from Indiana from the, you know, from the Rust Belt where things are not going so great. Manufacturing is gone. People, nobody has jobs. Everybody's freaking out. So they run, they run him for president. He wins somehow. Like against all odds, he becomes the president. He says he's going to come into Washington. He's going to drain the swamp. He drains the swamp. And what he starts seeing is all these little Republican snakes slithering around. And he starts picking them up and giving them jobs in his cabinet. And the thing that triggered it for me was today, uh, I don't know if you saw it in the news, uh, John Bolton, Back in the game, they're saying he's going to be secretary of uh, secretary of state. So, think what about, happened to Christie? Oh, Christie's he, he's in there Told somewhere. Told him to kick rocks, right? Yeah, he's he's going to get the drugs of something. He, he's going to get something, but yeah, like all, all these people, like he's hiring all these old school Republicans. Like Newt Gingrich is back in the game, you know? Like where 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 did, where did he come from? Why why is he being suddenly you know being selected by this Washington outsider that's going to bring in outsiders and change the game? Well, I think. What's happening? And this and John Bolton is what triggered it for me. I don't think it's Trump that's pulling the strings. I think it's fucking Cheney. You think it's Dick Cheney? I think Cheney's back in the game. I think he's pulling an Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> you know the look on your face when you just bring you pull the trigger and it's it's kind of beautiful. I always remember I, I can't remember what article it was, but I always remember reading this is that um when Bush was choosing vice presidents, uh, George Bush Sr begged w not to pick cheney right he's like whatever you do don't pick this guy he's a war hawk he's tenacious he will never give you a moment's peace and uh <laughs> yeah i can see it <laughs> telling you man cheney is back in the game uh, uh if it you know what it does i don't, make, I don't have all the pieces yet it does make for an interesting uh, thought we have to account for his whereabouts in the last nine yeah months. we can't find it you can't find anything on him until like if, going back in it. You can't find anything on him until May. And like his name doesn't even enter the conversation. And, and Siths never work alone. <laughs> there's always, yeah, you, there's always a second. I'm telling you. Well, yeah, I guess you. I can see that happening not immediately, but possibly down the line, simply because 
you know, Trump at some point, or at least must have gotten advice from somebody who said, let's put you in touch with somebody who knows how the game is played. Well, I mean, and look at all the people that he's being, he's suddenly in touch with. All of a sudden, oh, we're finding out, oh, he was in contact with Russia all the time. Oh, he was in contact with these people that were involved in the Turkish administration. I'm telling you. Of all the things, he was endorsed by North Korea and Russia. Oh, yeah. You think at some point somebody looked around and said, what? What? <laughs> I mean, who, who's had time to reflect on everything that's gone wrong in the Middle East? Who's looked at the current state of the Middle East? Who sees what Russia is doing in the Middle East? And can think of like, how to capitalize on that? It's Dick, Dick Cheney. Cheney. It's Dick fucking Cheney. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. I've, you're the first person to ever say this, but I can't really find a fault in this. <laughs> God damn it. Because he's the most tenacious motherfucker I've ever seen in politics. He really is. He is nonstop. Okay, before you go on that, I gotta say, I did see Dick Cheney on television uh, a couple times. He was on there uh, trying to promote his daughter into public service. Mm -hmm. He was getting his ass handed to him by whoever show he was on because he was being blamed for the the foreign policy stuff from the Bush era. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, damn it, you might be right <laughs> because <laughs> if his daughter, if he wants his daughter in the game and he's not being seen seriously, he's gonna have to support Trump. Trump to get is, his daughter. Trump in is the, the perfect. Game. Trump is the fir- like perfect. Where is Cheney's daughter? Look, we need to find Cheney's daughter. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm Trump little... is the perfect like populist tool. Oh, I Google that. Like he do- he doesn't have any. You know, there, there's nothing behind him. He changes his you know, stance every day, and the people don't care because he's a game show host to them. Nobody takes him seriously, really. That's what they said about Reagan. That's true. That's what they said about Reagan. But Reagan had Reagan had his wife, and he was a governor. Where did right. Cheney come and from? And he was a and he was a governor. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm telling you, this goes deeper than we all Cheney know. Cheney came from Reagan's. Hmm. What, what did he do for Reagan? I don't remember off the top of my head. Fuck! I'm going to talk to my dad. I do wonder what it was like when this Reagan is... was elected. I wonder what the feeling of the country was being like. Well, it wasn't fear. <laughs> it was... Come on. It was morning it was in America, more... not it was, Mad uh... Max Beyond Thunderdome. Right, right. Yeah. Well, the you know, I, I was I was concerned about nuclear war for a little bit because... You're not now? <laughs> yeah. Not Armageddon nuclear war. <laughs> Just a little nuclear war. Very, a very little North brief, Korean nuclear little war. Little brief yeah. nuclear war. Um, it's interesting, man. I'm telling you. that it, I don't know if you know this, but Japan's arming itself again. <laughs> it's uh, It's got its air, airplane, and it's uh, it's a stealth fighter yeah, to yeah, defend yeah. itself from Yeah, the China. treaties are starting to, yeah. to give them allowances for that. So There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Huh. I'm telling you. Cheney's back in the game. Russia did send its most sinkable aircraft carrier to the Middle East. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like, like we're in the darkest timeline. Oh, definitely. Like some, and even before, even before this, like somebody made a wish on a monkey's paw, <laughs> and accidentally set off some horrifying chain of events. Like somebody was like, "I want to be the mayor of some buck town in the middle of nowhere," and somehow all of this happened just so this douche could be a mayor. <laughs> Of I a think population it was more of like, like 500. I think it was more like, I, w- I can't do an accent. I'll try it. <laughs> Fuck it. I wish America to know how it feels. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Uh, real high. Thanks, Gorbachev. <laughs> and going into tinfoil tirade, we'll just swing right into that. UFOs! 
Indian Cove. Crazy unexplained shit. Alright, so I'm piggybacking off of your mayhem. Uh, <laughs> are foreign governments trying to destabilize the U.S.? Are they going to start shipping weapons or just buy more politics? Hmm. I think they've already We've started. seen Saudi Arabia contribute to Hillary's campaign. Hmm. We've seen Russia help Trump's campaign. Right. Are Russia and Saudi Arabia against each other? That's something I haven't yeah. thought of. I would I would probably say, you know, by proxy, yeah. I mean, think about it. The, the Middle East is up for grabs right now. <laughs> I think Russia is really entering some serious play, you know? Yeah. Oh, they, they have been for the at least for the past 2 years. They've been Yes. Uh they wouldn't be in Syria if there was nothing they could do. They're, they're back know? in the superpower game. We're not we're not as scary to them as we probably think we are. Right. Um or not now. No, not now. No, but I don't know. I think somebody did something. <laughs> we're we're all fucked up right now. I like that the tinfoil tirade is kind of grinding to all just because everything else is so fucked up. Like there's nothing, <laughs> yeah, to really not like... <laughs> imagine anymore because we're just like, uh huh. It's just all like happening. It's, this is just our reality now. It's. I kind of wish that the reptilian race thing. I kind of wish that one was happening. If, Where's David Icke? Is he in touch <laughs> with Trump? <laughs> like, if it turned out Clinton was a reptilian and Donald Trump this whole time was just playing wild, crazy fox and, like, turning it off, I would have, this would be the greatest week of my life. <laughs> if Hillary won the election, she would have just peeled <laughs> off peeled. the reptilian <laughs> and the then rubber skin. Flying saucers would the have The shuttle would have descended, like, in V. <laughs> shuttle bagos? Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I kind of wish that was the thing. Because at least then we, we, we could have a space war. <laughs> yeah. We're then not we... equipped to fight a space war, Brennan. There's no space How do you war. know? You don't know that. <laughs> you truly just... do not know that. For all we all the know... talking that we've done about skunk works, and you yeah, want to say yeah, we're not equipped know, for a space, space war? <laughs> we. We are not equipped for a space war. Revenge of the World Studio is not equipped for a space war. And that's why we're starting our Kickstarter today. <laughs> Oh. Uh, no Are we gonna Yoda Leahy who through a fucking microphone <laughs> and explode some alien brains? Just where's Jewel? Oh man! I know I ranted for the first, uh, and I'm sorry. I I kind of went no, no. That's I okay. kind of went you, you real it, hard. You, you took it deep. In the I first went real hard thir- in the first thirty, 30 minutes. That's okay. Just, it just like I, it comes and goes with waves. That's yeah. the thing about it. It's like it's coming and going in waves because I sometimes I'm just like I just want to laugh about this, and then the darkness sets in. <laughs> going on to going back to pros and cons, I, as bad as it could be, uh, it makes me more appreciative of the good relationships I have with people, and you know I'm I'm thankful for that because yeah. I don't feel like. If, At least there's if, a couple of people that aren't I'm trying to kill news, you. Yeah, if, I, <laughs> if I'm on the news that someone's beaten me to death with a crowbar, somebody will be sad about it. <laughs> I will start the first Kickstarter. Somebody, I don't know what the somebody's gonna going to come down it. with their safety pin and save you. <laughs> oh my god! They're like, hold on, it's stuck on my shirt. Hold on, hold on. Shh, 
Stop. <laughs> we should really, we should kickstart that. A giant safety pin. Oh, yeah. That Fucking people can Etsy weaponize. is selling like $300 necklaces with gold safety pins on no, them. No, I want to weaponize a safety pin. <laughs> oh, like wear them on your gloves? Like I a- want a giant one that I can just <laughs> run through. I want to be the. That's how you win your space war. <laughs> yeah. And they'll have a board with a nail in it. So big. Guys, hit that donate button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, you got anything to plug, Brenda? Um, yeah, there's more and more shows coming up in Mockingbird. So you can always check us out at Mockingbird Network. Um, if you want to send me angry hate mail, send it to mockingbird.network at gmail.com. And um, feel free to ch- check out all the shows going on. Um, also, if you... Are a part of any nonprofits and are looking for uh, donations, or you're looking to plug your fundraisers or events or anything like that. Mockingbird Network is opening their doors to uh, recording free ads for you and your events um, as a way to help people get connected. Uh, so yeah, it's, I'm eternally grateful for the amazing reaction I've gotten for Mockingbird so far, and um, you know, it's led me to you guys and. And into screaming into a microphone about <laughs> about horrible historical events that may or may not be true parallels at this moment. End of plug. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that whole section of the show was brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Make your custom pin-on button a reality. Uh, Lone Star Buttons offers their buttons in different sizes and shapes. They even create magnets out of your shit. Literally... Send your feces in the mail. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, they offer great prices. Mention Revenge of the World and get some for free. Uh, you can contact Lone Star Buttons by email info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call that little hairy guy that we all love to call Harry, uh, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Um, tell him Gabe sent you and you want to suck in his hairy tits. Uh, Brennan, you got our social medias let's see uh we are at rotw podcast on instagram uh on instagram yeah on twitter uh <laughs> i don't have them uh yeah revenge of the world on instagram instagram and we have our facebook page we have our website revenge of the world.com and you'll find links to all that stuff there if you want to follow us individually brennan is the ghost of brennan birch on instagram yes i'm just gabriel dieter because i don't want to be fancy um if you want to take part in the show we always welcome uh news stories your urban legend shit friend questions any pro tips you audio people have we want it we need it except for questions about hillary clinton's vagina we're not doing that anymore. we're not doing that that's you know you try to have a little fun on the show and somebody goes and talks about 70 year old vagina um she's a grandmother for christ's sake uh hit us up at rotw podcast at gmail.com uh thanks for listening brenda thanks for coming thank you for letting me rant brennan good to see you again as usual was it really yes i love you you fucking cry baby i don't know what the fuck to call you uh gently go fuck someone
Hey kids, it's me again. I'm um, just taking a break from scrubbing about a thousand action figures uh, from smoke damage. And I'd just like to say, if you like the show, if you enjoy the show, share the show. Tell a friend. Uh, if you listen to podcasts, you probably have a friend that listens to podcasts. So, sharing is caring. We need not just you, but we need your friends. Otherwise, it'll just be our little secret. Where's the fun in that?